might actually work. Yeah, the unnamed Res podcast. How yeah. niche can you get? Right. It's about as niche as you get. Let's try to narrow our audience to mm-hmm. five about a people. dozen people. That's right. That's right. They're gonna argue with us on Facebook. Hell yeah, that's actually. I don't mind that. Yeah. I kind of want. Actually, that's one of the reasons why. Like with this show, that was one of the things that <clears throat> I like to talk. Yeah. Obviously, but the thing is, is I also like to debate. Yeah. You know, and actually start a real conversation that's going to, mm-hmm. you know, end up, it could even start surface level, but as long as it starts digging down, mm-hmm. like that's what, that's what I want. Do you, you think know? anybody elected now would actually want our actual debate like recorded? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I do. As long as they could pick which questions get asked. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. Shit you know nothing about. That's what fucking happened on Meet the Candidates. It <laughs> like, happened to me too. I didn't do as well, though. I, I, I forgot. There's a, there's a public speaking trick that politicians do. You don't actually have to answer that question. No. You pivot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You pivot. Yeah, that's a good question. It. I'll get back to you. Now let's talk about the thing I actually want to talk about. Yep. That's, that's, what I, that's a mistake I made. I was too busy showing off. <laughs> I know. You, that's what, honestly, because I, I walked away from that. And, like, like everybody who I talked to, because you and I don't didn't go into it adversarial at all, you no. know, because that wasn't. You and I both had pretty much the same goal yeah um but i walked out of there that night and like and it wasn't just my wife (laughs) but they told me they were like you won that night yeah you know like you and i think the focus was more on the other two not you and i yeah but i felt like i did well that night right and of course both of us knew it wasn't going to make a big impact anyway because five people watch it yeah, yeah, we have more. We have more watches on our fucking podcast. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I think there was like three thousand views on that shit. Was there? Yeah, probably a thousand <laughs> of them was <laughs> the federal government. Or, <laughs> no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't harass her. But <laughs> it's, uh, she got elected, and she could pull your house away. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, nope, I ain't going nowhere. That's <laughs> we even before uh, before we moved in there, we all just told her because, like, you've been on our road before, right? It's yeah. All, you know, so a certain family member was like, if they ever tried to do that, we'll just take them all out. I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They're never getting rid of us. I, I think we need more of that. I think it's been a while. The last time a cop car got set on fire was like three, four years ago. I think we, I think we need another one. Well, I wasn't a big <clears throat> fan of that happening, but... Oh. It was, I'm uh, always a fan of cop cars bursting into flames. I know you are. You and I, we're, like, we're going to end up talking about cops again and how, <laughs> I mean, basically, let's condense it down. Isaac thinks that we need cops right now because we need someone to help with the community. Josh thinks get rid of them already and mm-hmm. we'll fucking figure it out. Exactly. I mean. Fair enough. It is. That's kind of, I mean, that's kind of where we, I don't know how many times we talked about yeah. cops. Yeah. You know, but. It's not like, I don't think that when we talk about that stuff, it doesn't come across as like that it's has any, that it's not genuine. Yeah. We probably just, we probably agree on the underlying problem. Yeah. It's just the solution is different. Oh, I think we definitely agree on the (laughs) underlying problem. It's, you know, a lot of it comes from, I mean, most of it comes from the outside and power and power. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, and honestly, part of it is money too, Mm -hmm. because like from working in the court, you know, I got to see stuff and people think about the criminal justice system and really all they think about is like the legal proceedings themselves. Yeah. 
But what they don't see or possibly understand is that this is billions and billions and billions of dollars mm-hmm. to lock people up. Yeah. To have probation. Right. You know, to a lot of jobs. Be, a lot of jobs. A lot of jobs. Tons keeping of jobs. After people. What would happen to Malone if the fucking prisons weren't there? God, I wish the prisons weren't there. So do I, but, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> like, what would happen to that economy? I, I think the reason the North Country is such a shithole is because the prisons are there. They, I mean, well, when you think about it, right, what's a prison? The, it's like, the, in, maybe not the ultimate, but it's one of the, like, it's one of the focal points of, like, institutionalism. Yeah. And it's I notice, as someone who does the news, I notice the propaganda when it comes to bail reform and it comes to you. I can hear the propaganda because I don't write the news. I read the news, mm-hmm. but I read the news and I interpret it. So I'm not like I'm not making fake news, but I'm skipping the bullshit like this part. This writer who wrote this article is getting paid by the word. Mm-hmm. So he added this part, the pad day article. Right. Or this art, this, this writer is uh I don't know if they're paid directly from like the prison industry or the union or whatever, but they're adding this. So their big thing is to crank down. Oh, bail reforms the problem. And that's why the prisons are out of control. When the prisons have always been out of control because they're fucking prison. Yeah. And when you put people in a cage, they're going to act up. Yeah. It happens at schools too. So, <clears throat> so I read that and I'm like, well, this is obviously like fucking propaganda and it's gross. It's so gross. It's that's, I mean, that's kind of the way, you know, because I, I worked on a bail reform project mm-hmm. for the court, and it was essentially came down to pre-trial supervised release. So basically probation, mm-hmm. but done by our court and our people instead yeah. of going to, you know, and especially in lieu of them sitting in jail pre-trial when they yeah. haven't been convicted of anything, right. which fucking <clears throat> bothers me. Yes. Um but I, all I know is that when, because we got that going before New York had announced the huge bail reform, you know, like mm-hmm. no more locking up people pre-trial if it's right. like a misdemeanor, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And you immediately saw people around here because the prison system is so vital to the economy, right? Mm-hmm. Freaking out about it. Yeah. And then to be honest with you, there's a lot of fucking hillbillies mm-hmm. who just want to lock people up yeah even before they've been convicted of anything right even if it's a fucking non-violent crime until it's their turn exactly right exactly <laughs> well now i want bail reform yeah. this is bullshit why am i sitting in here now i'm a libertarian because you got drunk and beat up your girlfriend you fucking toothless freak that's usually what it is right it, or, yeah. some kind of shit. i was driving with no tags on yeah yeah and, and you know like okay but now that you're on the other end of it and so like seeing that and like I actually got into a debate with this with my cousin on my mom's side of the family, which is the white people's side of the family. And of course, like having grown up in Oswego County from the age of four till twenty one, a lot of hillbillies there too. Yeah. So, you know, these people are Trump fans, you know, like just all in their own bubble, which pretty much everybody is now anyway. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is they're bitching about all of this stuff, you know, like, well, you're letting all these people out there. They should be held in jail. Well, why? Yeah. Because they did this. Have they been convicted? Well, no. Right. Okay. Well, 
you love the Constitution, right? Have you ever read the fucking thing? Mm-hmm. Like, do you actually understand that? Like, there is due process, and it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. But the system has become so out of control that now we're going to allow them to just throw anybody in fucking jail before they've been convicted of anything. And not only that, like, this is another ridiculous way that New York does shit. I respect, like, when we did that project, we were working with the judges in Bombay, Mm -hmm. right? Judge Smith, Judge Durant. Awesome guys. Loved working with them. They were, they're great. And fair. I can actually say that. Mm -hmm. Fair, from Mm -hmm. what I saw. And they actually didn't want to lock up people. So Mm -hmm. they were all on board for this program. But the thing is, is like, you get these hillbilly ignorant people who are now a judge who can lock you up. Mm -hmm. You know, like, obviously there's a lot of lawyers who have problems. Yeah. Understood. I bet a few. Yeah. I mean, I worked with a lot of lawyers, you know, (laughs) and, but the thing is, is that you're, you're like, you're not getting to the point where now you're at, okay, well this guy who, didn't even graduate high school mm-hmm. can be a judge. So that means I can be a judge. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Maybe I'll run for judge instead of chief. We, you know what? <clears throat> PJ and I talked about this before because you can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we can vote in Bombay elections. That's true. We outnumber them so much. <laughs> we can actually put two Mohawks in to those town judge positions. We could. <laughs> but our people won't vote in them yeah. because, you know, the whole fucking, you know, the whole. We kind of shoot ourselves in the foot with that. That's what I'm saying is like, I agree. I'm not going to pledge allegiance to the flag or any kind of right. shit. But use their system against them. Yeah. That's the whole point. I've heard that. I, I, I rarely see it happen. No. Typically what I see happen is they they become part of the system and they begin acting like the system. Yeah. I've heard Tayaya get talk about it. He calls it co-optation. It's a good word. Yeah. It is. I don't know if he made it up or not. He might have. I think he did. <laughs> but it actually is. I think it actually hits the, you know, hits the note correctly. Yeah. Because, he, like, and that's the thing is, like, <clears throat> kind of that actually ties in. You know what? We're actually segueing in a normal way. <laughs> but, like, it kind of go. it harkens back to, like, what we were talking about with the virtuous people mm-hmm. and not being in there. Well, there's a lot of people who. Well, I won't say a lot in the modern age, but you know that there are virtuous people who actually did get into office, but became <laughs> co-optized, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and it's true. Happens to 95% of them. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that that doesn't happen. Our local leadership, the appearances that we see, it's the same fucking thing. Right. You know, and honestly, I could sit here and say that if I had won and I was in that office, that I wouldn't do that. Because deep in my heart, I believe that I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. How the fuck do I know? I'd break the system, I think. that's. I know you would. I think I'd break the system and get voted out, like thrown out. I believe <laughs> I could. See, that's the thing is like, and I'm willing to go there too, is like, I am, like as, as, as deep as my streak of pessimism and cynicism goes, I do think that there's a, that we should at least try, mm-hmm. you know, and believe me, if it got to a certain point where 
we're we're doing our best to actually change it mm-hmm. and it just stays completely fucked yeah then i'll be like okay right let's burn mm-hmm. it down right i'm good with that yeah but the thing is and our people don't participate no so how the fuck can we change anything? No, the, the longhouses could control all the politics around here if they wanted to, and they don't. They don't. They don't. They could. They could. They could. We have the numbers. Yeah, and the thing, <clears throat> and and that's and that's what's fucked up too is then we're talking about this, and so going to the longhouse, everybody's bitching about tribal council, bitching about this, bitching about that. Okay, so let's talk about what we can do to change that. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay, well, we'll ha- we're going to have a meeting on whatever day for a few hours. Oh, well, I can't do that. Yeah. Well, can you spare a few fucking hours of your time a week right. to take care of something that you actively yeah. protest against? Right. You'll walk across a bridge for it. Right. Like, Jesus Christ, let's yeah. fucking go. Do you think some people just don't want a solution and it's easier to bitch? Because if you actually have... A list of some solutions that requires action. For sure. That requires sacrifice and that requires some pain. Absolutely. I mean, you see where I live. I'm not afraid of pain, suffering. No. that and, and <laughs> To get to a larger goal. Right? I mean, that's exactly the whole thing is when, you know, so you get to that point and, and you're saying, okay, well, you love to bitch. Mm. You love to complain. You put no effort in to try to help. Yeah. Even just to help yeah. people who actually will do yeah. most of the work. Mm-hmm. But you, you, I don't care what anybody says. One man on his own. No. That's never going to work. No. Never going to fucking work. And I don't know how many people I've heard. There's one guy I'm thinking of in particular in my mind. I'll do it by myself. Go ahead and you do that. Yeah, yeah. See how fucking far you get. Right. Every movement in history, even if it started with a single man, when it came to its conclusion, yeah, it wasn't just one man. It was a whole movement. Yep, and that's what, that's what I'm trying to, you know, even in like if it sounds like I'm proselytizing, it's still the message that I try preach, to preach, brother. Preach, hey, right? That's what because I love to say yeah. proselytizing because sometimes yeah, that's what it fucking sounds like I'm doing, and we should. Yeah, that's what our ancestors did. That's what the peacemaker did. We're that's orators. What, yeah, I mean that's, that's our. You're supposed to be persuasive. Yeah. You know, when you have a position, you don't agree, you go in, you talk. Yeah. Who's more convincing? Yeah. You know, who who can articulate why they feel why mm-hmm. they think and feel this way in a manner that actually draws the attention but can actually make the people mm-hmm. see see what you see. Yeah. That's but you know what too, and honestly, a lot of that's actually rare people too, though. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, it's rare. Oh well, yeah, the, the, the actual vision. Yeah, like I guess even like stating what you want, like it's easy. Well, what I don't, I can. It's easy for me to say what I don't want, and see the problems. But it's it's a lot harder to say what you do want. Absolutely. You know, I, what do I want? I, I I do want, I want affordable housing. That's that's nice. That's not shitty. <laughs> that's yeah. like that works in a, in a efficient way. But not like Soviet style efficiency. Yeah. Like forest style efficiency. Yeah. Like a forest is very efficient. Yep. And we can do it that way. I, I want our people to be educated and to be curious and to be successful in what they want to do. I want them to be creative. I want creativity to be celebrated. 
Uh, I want things to look cool. Yeah. Like I, I, I really, it really bums me out when, <clears throat> when you can do anything and you make your stuff look like a you know, faux stone and big glass. And I, you know, I, I know it's aesthetic, but dude, we can make it look like anything. Yeah. You can make it look like Battlestar Galactica. You could make it look like Rivendell. Like why not? Oh man, that'd be cool. Right. Like people think I'm joking. I'm not fucking joking. No. Like our riverfront could be awesome and, and accessible to everyone. And that's, that might take some property changes because everyone's gobbling up the fucking... Everyone who doesn't believe in land ownership is also gobbling up the shoreline. Fucking right Like, what? Wait, just because your uncle died and left you it, you get to have it to the exclusivity? I know it's a little different on the Canadian side because they have the Navigation Act. Mm-hmm. But still. Yeah, but there... I mean, it's still that thing like you, you're like talking about, you know, well, your uncle gave it to you. Well, here's the thing. Those people who will espouse their you know i guess even virtue signal like it could actually be looked at Mm -hmm. in in terms of the land and how it's held and you know the benefit of it for the people Mm -hmm. well you're just perpetuating that and you're not really looking at it in terms of like all these people want to say well we need to we need to go by our cultural traditions and our our traditional values mm-hmm. okay well one of them wasn't to fucking gobble up every fucking piece of land that you could yeah that's advantageous for you for whatever purposes yeah. you want you know actually look at it as something that's for the benefit of the people right you know what i mean i'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to because that's an well, the way we hold land here is weird. You've probably you probably actually know that, but yeah. we this is something maybe a lot of whoever listens to this might not know, but you know, it really developed based on a European system. Mm-hmm. Like he who clears it owns it. Yeah. And so that's become the mindset with us. And I'm not saying that like the land that I have where my house is at and you know, my garden and all that, I'm not saying that it's not mine to live and enjoy. Mm-hmm. But I also am cognizant of the fact that there are places that should be community use yeah. and available for everybody. And there know? was once a time there was, you know, we call them crown lands on the Canadian mm-hmm. side. There were common lands. Uh, the Grass River Meadows were mm-hmm. common lands. Yep. Somehow that ended up in white people's hands. How about that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I think because there's also the other side of that. Uh, when... Everybody owns something, nobody owns it. So they don't take care of it. Yeah. For instance, you notice all the garbage in the ditches? Like, yeah. they don't have that off the res. They pick up their shit. So yeah. some some land stewardship we're doing here. Yeah. So I, I do think the other side of that is like, you know, if you have 70 acres of land, you might be protecting the forest here, you know, and, and cultivating it. And it's not that it's you're hoarding it. It's that you're actually making it do something and thinking about the future. Yeah. So that's the other side of that. But if you're building your mansion and bricking up the side of the, up the side of the uh, the shoreline, that's that's that might be another thing. Yeah, we might have to have a conversation about that going forward. I, you know what? That that's another. I mean, that's a good point. Is because a lot of, and I'm not saying that this isn't important because it is. But you know, the the environment departments for MCA and the tribe are always talking about the erosion of the banks of the yeah. rivers. Right. Yeah. It's a major problem. Yeah. So, I mean, I just wonder, and I'm, 
I have no fucking clue, like coming from a scientific part, but I would imagine you probably do know a lot more. But it's just, are those monstrosity mansions? They're probably exacerbating the issue. You but know, probably depending on the depending on the mansion where it's built. I mean, you're not gonna have erosion when you have bricks going down to the shoreline, right? <laughs> but you're not gonna have a shoreline either. Exactly. <laughs> so that's habitat loss. Because I don't like yeah. to me, it's. Yeah, it'd be cool to live on the river, you know? Well, it, it really struck me when I went to I went to New Hampshire a couple of years ago, and we went to, there's a beach, or there's a this town everybody goes through. I can't remember the name of it, off, off uh, Hampton, Hampton, Hampton Beach. Okay. So you go down to this little town, it's this white town, and access is controlled to the ocean. Mm. Like, you can, just can't just go to the ocean. There's like, there's like gates, and mm-hmm. there's places you can't park, and there's brick, and I'm like, fucking white people they stole the ocean like yeah i I, i'm not a communist but i get it (laughs) like i i get the drive to want to just you know hang those fuckers yeah because how dare you yeah how fucking dare you who are you because you have a piece of paper some money fuck you yeah if we have the numbers fuck you we'll set you on fire uh you know what and that's see and i can agree with you you know on that part because why why make it restrictive for people to experience natural beauty? Mm-hmm. I mean, why? Right. What's the point? It's like, it's the, it's the, the 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 desire for that control. Yeah, it's it's a control thing, I think. And why do you want to control everything? Because yeah, it, 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 like I understand it in terms of like maybe like a. An, an academic understanding, I guess, of like, well, not academic, but it, it's you, as you get older, you understand that that's human nature. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it just doesn't, for me, that's not evolution. No. That's, you know, that's regression. Yeah. Because it, it just, it's all greed. And I've had, I'll say this all the time and I stick by it. Americans are the greediest motherfuckers on the planet. Mm-hmm. They are like take, 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 take. Mm-hmm. And that's become something that is also ingrained in American culture. And we're, it, it bleeds into us. Oh, for sure. And you know that. Well, also, I mean, there's also greed. People who've grown up poor are greedy in a different way because it's like a hungry way. It's not in this casual casual consumption way it's a more like it's almost a desperation yes. I and mean, you can see it in the poor towns around us you can see that and then you, you see it in the yards the hoarding of stuff and uh the collection fat. yeah the collection of garbage because yeah. that's because it's you know, it might be good for something someday mm-hmm. so there's one part not wasteful and there's another part of like hoarding yeah and having grown up poor it was that definitely when you said it that just in my head it just rang so true to me because mm-hmm. the moment that you know i started doing side jobs when i was younger yeah. aside from my regular job um you know it wasn't like a ton of money mm-hmm. but if i made a thousand dollars extra yeah that shit was gone yeah yeah because i grew up with very little so you and and no no semblance of financial literacy or anything was taught to me as a child. Mm-hmm. So, and, and all you see is poor. Yeah. 
So you're right. That's all you think about is I'm actually hungry. Mm -hmm. So now that I can have food, I'm just going to eat Mm -hmm. and eat and eat. You know, I mean, those things are, I I think that that's accurate. Mm -hmm. It has to be. Mm -hmm. And the hoarding thing. Yeah. You should see all the, I'll go to Home Depot mm-hmm. and I'll buy, you know, they mark some of them with the purple yeah. and then it's like 75% off. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I see them in there and there's decent boards, I yeah. buy them all. Yeah. And then I stack them <laughs> next to the pallets that I also collect Yeah, yeah. so that I can build more um, raised tables to put my little kitty plastic pools on and grow my greens in it. Yeah. I do shit like that. Yeah. And it drives my wife nuts <laughs> and it doesn't look good. Right. But I actually think you hit upon something that I'm going to talk to my therapist about <laughs> because I actually think that the, I actually think that that's that's I actually think that's on the money. I have a gift for that. Yeah, that was actually I was uh, you're you're I'm not giving you enough credit for being like a a very uh, yogi-ish person. Uh, I'm approaching guru with it. Yeah, you are. That's <laughs> don't worry. My life's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The, Whoever's listening to this are listening to two people who are fucking just like want to blow shit up or just really are not exactly someone that you'd want to model your entire life after. Yeah, yeah. Well, neither was Martin Luther King. No. (laughs) Do you really want to be that guy? Right. Is there any, that's, that's the thing is, would you, do you really think that there's any human being in the history of man, one single person you'd want to model your entire life off of? (laughs) You know, it's like everybody has faults. Yeah. You've never heard of the guys that no. give you, that live the life you actually want. Because they're not interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, the stories that we have from the crazy shit we did. That's right. That's right. So, um, well, I guess, you know, going back to blowing up systems, it's not just like, oh, destruction either. It's creating... It's creating the need. Mm-hmm. It's cultivating the, the set of events so that a better outcome can organically come about because there's a control thing, right? We all have to watch out. I'm, I control, I have control. You see me freaking out when I fucking cable, like <laughs> yeah. cable doesn't work. So, you know, we have this attachment to control that probably comes from childhood. Yes. Uh, like, and of course, everyone has a very similar shared childhood. The degree to which our abuse happened varies from mild to horrific. Yes. Some of it, probably the most horrific you've ever fucking heard of. Yep. And, the farther back in time you go, the worse that gets. Yep. So, <clears throat> so we have a similar collection of mental illness. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. And, and it's not that different. Like that's why I work with people from you know if they live in the urban ghetto and it's mm-hmm. very similar mm-hmm. in their uh, in their issues. That's you know my wife will say, uh, we were we were talking to some of my friends before and they're from like they're they're from the hood in, in New York. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she told them once we were the original ghettos. Yeah. yeah. And that's true. Well, that's what ghetto means, right? Yeah. Ghetto is a Jewish word that, that meant a place where just the Jewish people are. Yeah. It sounds a hell of a lot like a reservation. And it is. Yeah. I mean, and you, and you stick us in where you want us to be. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, the place we want to be mm-hmm. or that would be most advantageous for us to flourish. But 
that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, there's no way to look at the history of it mm-hmm. and see the current state that Native people are in, mm-hmm. and tell me with a straight face that that wasn't what happened. Yeah, or that that's not where we find ourselves now. I mean, Uncle Zaz, we're a little lucky. If you're a trading people, mm-hmm. this is a great spot. Uh, <laughs> well, but if you're a farmer, not so much. No, and and you know the history of like how, you know, how our territory now came to be, mm-hmm. and as much as people are going to get pissed at me for this, a lot of that was due to the Jesuits. It sure was. They knew that this was an advantageous spot. Yeah. So they were like, well, let's build the church here. That's yeah. really a fucking fortress. Yeah. At the top of a hill. Right. On the river. Yeah. To see everything coming. Yeah, exactly. It's smart. Yeah, it was smart. Yeah. And our ancestors have agency. That's what people also forget. They like to they like to wrap themselves up. And while colonization was uh, this thing forced upon us completely with no agency, that's not true. Mm-mm. A lot of people just happily became. Yeah. I mean, the the Christian mythos is you know has some good to it. Yeah. Can. If you put it, if you use it right. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, it's not a lot of those people back then were happily, uh, Catholic, which actually makes the residential schools such it's worse than people think. Cause it's not like, Oh, they took our kids. They forced the religion. No, no, no. They took Catholics and did this to them. Yep. <laughs> no, well, it was worse than that. <laughs> I mean, I was talking to somebody, um, and they're a Catholic and they were, uh, they were saying they were, talking about that kind of stuff and i don't think that a lot of the people understand that when the jesuits when they were in like back when mohawks lived in the valley you Mm -hmm. know that was a main Mm -hmm. population base the catholicism and christianity it was very appealing to the women, mm-hmm. especially because the men were drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. And that was discouraged in what these, you know, Catholic people were pushing. Yeah. So, you know, it was interesting for me to hear that history mm-hmm. and that, you know, it started with a lot of women and then they went to K-Town. Yeah. And... Then the men eventually said, hey, our women are gone. We're going to go with them, you know, and, you know, we're going to try to smarten the fuck up. Right. But that's, I mean, that's, it's, it's an interesting part of the history. And that's why I try to not demonize Catholicism in in its entirety, because Mm -hmm. honestly, that's absurd. Yeah. How can you, how can you legitimately sit there and say, it's all bad. Mm-hmm. It's not all bad. Yeah. There are things that, I mean, my understanding of it too was that the Jesuits played a big part in preserving the language. Yeah, that's true. So, ironically, the church did a lot of stuff in the language until there was a Mohawk priest. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that the fucking shitter? <laughs> you get to finally get a Mohawk priest and he's the one who, who fucks <laughs> off with the language. Fucking guy. I mean, but but that that's interesting to me. Yeah, I, I find that interesting because there's always these there's always these dueling views, right? Mm-hmm. And you go extremist on one side or the other, 
and how the fuck does that work out? It right. never does. No. You know, but can't we all be honest with each other without freaking out about hearing yeah. a, a factual, a historical factual fact? And that's the stories I like to hear. Like, I, I'm, I'm less interested in the painted version of our history, and I'm more mm-hmm. interested in, like, the day-to-day, like, the grandmother who, you know, the... That one time their house got raided by the Dominion police because mm-hmm. because they were they were bootleggers and mm-hmm. that's what they did on the side and that sounds very familiar to today. Yeah. And the kids hid in the boat because if they got found out they'd get sent to boarding school, and they were pagan kids too, so that was even worse. And they, so a lot of times the pagan kids avoided that shit because their parents yeah. would hide them. The Catholics were on board a lot of times, so all of that. Like it's a much interest, much more interesting history. It is. I think that's why we like that show Reservation Dogs because it, it actually paints a lot of those things. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it's less of this. You know, the noble Indians living. It's like no, these are just res kids, and this is the kind of shit that happens. These are the white people they interact with, and this is, you know, the cross culture. You got the one guy who totally wants to be native. <laughs> is the, okay. You're talking about that chunky white kid, right? Which oh yeah yeah, yeah. that drives the black Caprice. Or there's whatever. a chunky white kid, and then there's the yeah there's the one white friend. And, and then there's the, um, he's played by Kirk Fox. He's the junkyard owner that sells meth on the side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's, he's like, hilarious. Yeah, he's like, he's like the, the, he's a little bit of a nerd about native yeah. stuff. A wannabe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a chunky white kid. There's the one white kid that's friends with the native kids. See, I could never figure out in that show. I actually <clears throat> thought that kid might be a half breed like mm-hmm. me that mm-hmm. looks like a white guy. Mm-hmm. But I never got an answer on that yet. Yeah. So you think he's just a white kid? I think he's the white friend. He's okay. like the one white friend. Yeah, that's right. Everybody's, every crew's yeah. got one yeah, on yeah. the res, you know? Yeah. Everybody's got their white boy. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they end up your cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, I, I, I can I can pass for him, but yeah. I'm not the true, you got to get your own white guy. Yeah, yeah. When, they, when the trains come for everybody, we're going to cut our hair. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to. I'm going to grow out my orange beard as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. And rock with it. <laughs> but I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a funny thing because you're looking at it and it, it's just the dynamic that that's why I like res dogs too, is mm-hmm. because I miss those years of being a teenager growing up mm-hmm. uh, on the res. But I find that show as you said, instead of this sort of mythical creature that white people frequently want to make natives out to be, yeah, res dogs is more real. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, that's the way I look at mm-hmm. it, and that's why I, I'm serious about this. I want to write mm-hmm. a show about us. Yeah, and do it like. Soprano style, right. but mixed in with, say, Seinfeld. Yeah. Be- I'm I mean, serious because there's so much funny yeah. and tragic shit that happens in Akwazasne right. that I think that there's room in there to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And it be more specific to us because, I've, I mean, I've met people from out west. I've met Lakotas before. But... As much as those things cross over, like certain things, yeah, you know, like that must be kind of pan Indian, right? Like burning tobacco, right? Like, 
from all that tobacco that grows in the Great Plains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, where'd you get that from? It's right next to the sage we grow here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. That's sage, that sage is ours. But the thing to me is as well is, so like you, you, you want to get that more authentic voice out there. Mm-hmm. And what better way to do it than to have people, honestly, I would, I would lift stories from people from here, mm-hmm. you know, if they were okay with it yeah. and incorporate that into a show because the dynamic here, it's got to be way different than it is out there. Yeah. It has to be. What's How can lifestyle? it not be? Our lifestyle. Like our ancestors are different. Yeah. Like why, why would I, you know, I, that's one thing is I don't want to assume that for some reason that, that their experiences in, in their nation is almost the same as ours here. Yeah. Because now I'm thinking like a white person. Yeah. Yeah. What good does that do? And just think of the history. Like I have this like theory that, you know, Haudenosaunee adopted town living a lot easier than say Cree, Mm -hmm. but just because our ancestors were town people already, we had an urban center. There's brief times in our history where we're nomadic, but for the most part, we're settled people. Mm hmm. Uh, and it's the same with what they call them the five, five civilized tribes. Right. You know, it's the same with them, and they're they're actually cousins of ours. Yeah. And whereas you, if you have like a, a step, you know, I like to listen to um, Dan Carley talks about step peoples, people who live on the step, and the Great Plains is the step. It's like the same fucking thing. Yeah. It's the same kind of environment, and so you add horses to the mix, and you have step people. They're not much different than Mongols. They're not much different in their history. Yeah. So. So that makes a total sense that their culture is much different than our settled culture. Just like, you know, Cree kind of wander around because the North is like the North. You, yeah. you can't really gather and settle one space without space heaters. You just can't do move. it. Yeah. Energy. Energy is at a premium there. So um, so it, when the colonists came and made them turn into this, you know, uh, town people, it, it hurt them a lot more than maybe it hurt us. Yeah, I think that that's true. And I, I see that out west too, with because there's a dynamic with the Hopi and the Dene. So the Dene kind of wander, right? They have these like paths they wander, mm. and Hopis have villages like us. Mm-hmm. They grow corn, and you know they're magical. They turn invisible, and they thought that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they got cool hair. <laughs> I like them. They're really short. <laughs> oh, oh, so, man. so you have the Pueblo people who are, you know, they have towns just like we had towns, mm-hmm. and their interaction and their history. So their history is different uh, than the Dene people. They had this interaction between the two, right? That was, you know, sometimes good and sometimes not. Probably inevitable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a thing. I mean, that's one thing that I don't think we can get away from is that humans at their core. I guess you would say like the reptilian part of the brain. Mm-hmm is pretty much the same mm-hmm. you know what i mean but those are those those are just those primal urges yeah I, I i totally believe in in that every culture produces different people yeah because otherwise i mean look at japan mm-hmm. were you mean talking about we were maybe we know about, so much about japan well that was the thing was <laughs> it was it's interesting because you you look at or like even watch or read some stuff about say Singapore, mm-hmm. it's fucking spotless there. Yeah, yeah. Because they put a uh, they put a premium on the collective. Mm-hmm. They put a premium on respect and orderliness. Yes, and you can definitely tell Americans were born out of something that wasn't orderly. Right, and that carries through. Mm-hmm. Now, 
does it help to be able to essentially be the largest power that the world's ever known? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I also believe that that can really be your downfall in terms of uh, societal harmony. Mm Mm-hmm. And then one beget the other is America's so creative because of the disharmony, mm-hmm. because of the uh, uh, the disunity and all of that. That create did that create is that what you need for that kind of creativity? I don't know for innovation because because media because media and entertainment comes out of the U.S. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean they're the kings. Music, absolutely. you name it, you fucking name it. Yep. And it all got stolen from Africa. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that you know what. Honestly, though, that's true is that because I, you look at, now me, I'm like, I'm kind of an Anglophile. Mm -hmm. I love English TV and movies. Okay. Love it. Um, But there is no doubt that, you know, the majority of media that comes out of the world that's good. Yeah. Comes out of the U.S. Yeah. And you might be onto something there. Or the U.S. is is that. Canada is what <laughs> Canada United States is hat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe those things, I don't know. I wonder if people have ever explored that before. Probably. I don't they know. Had to have, right? Maybe. I'm sure there's a whole conversation. You can't be you, like, I'm maybe not that you smart. are. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you are. I, I must've read it somewhere. I just consume a lot of stuff and <laughs> maybe we should, maybe we should call this show two guys who are not dumb. Yeah, ADHD theme. We're, we're not saying that we're geniuses or anything. No. We're just not stupid. <laughs> That's about the highest compliment I'll give myself. Because <laughs> uh, in general, I hate myself. So yeah, we'll practice some of that self love. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> What's our word of affirmation today? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, I think uh, you know, Akwazasni, where we are potential. Yeah. And it's and we are. Um. We are capable of not just forging a good future, but like our own future. Because I put a premium on freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, well, well, I, I like freedom. That's why I was. I like. I don't want to blow everything up. I want to create the conditions for something organically to arise. Uh, that's better. Yes. Because it's not like we're coming from a thing that works. You know, we're not saying, "Well, we have this housing system that works great, but let's blow it all up." No, we have it. It kind of sucks. You know, it really sucks the way we do housing around here. Or the environment, it, it sucks. It doesn't have to suck. Right. Um, the way we do dispute resolution sucks. It yes. doesn't work well. That is it's, terrible. It's a cocksuck. It yeah. really is. Like, the court system is garbage. It's fucking garbage. It's confusing. It makes no sense. Agreed. It's it, it's a bare, crummy facsimile of the outside. And they can say, well, throw no more money on it. I don't think that's the answer. No. I, I don't think... I, I think the outside sucks, and we just do it worse. Yes. So I think the casino sucks. I think the casino could be better. I had a friend who's a gamer who says, well, we can make this shit 10 times more addictive. Yeah. And they don't want to listen to him. You know, he, he gets to fuck off and find a job somewhere else because because the people are afraid, oh, we're going to have to copy Vegas and Vegas and Atlantic City don't do it this way. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're wrong. Right. And, and let's fucking do it our way. And if it, if it fails, it fails. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. That's called business. You take a risk. Uh, I'm always for more freedom and for more creativity. I'm, I'm for more freedom. And I like creativity too. My, you know, like when you said the thing about Vegas, it, it got me thinking is Vegas, the, you know, the huge revenue generator that it is because they're doing innovative, creative things, or is it just because they were the first mm-hmm. 
And it's just always been that way. And there's nowhere else. That's what I mean. There's nowhere else. So, like, why not try to... I'm not saying that I want... I'm not saying that I want Aquasessna to be Vegas, Mm -hmm. because I sure as fuck don't. Mm -hmm. However, why not try to do something like what the Oneidas do Mm -hmm. and create your own area, Mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't have to be an impediment to where the people mostly live, you know, all that stuff, and then build that up and see, hey, let's try these creative ideas and say, fuck Vegas, let's Mm. see if it works. Yeah, why don't we build a giant passive apartment buildings or condos and put people in there instead of, you know, renovating an IGA for 25 or $30 million. Dude, I can't and, fucking stand And then all those people that work there, if they can work from home, they should work from home. Yes. And why are we spending money on the energy to heat a giant place? And why are we going to have the water system for a giant place when we could have a dozen or two dozen houses or more for the same cost? Or Way more. Or several buildings, like several. Gi- I mean, for $30 million, yeah. um, I was talking to somebody who uh they were i don't know they're 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 friends with this person this guy who um he can make those uh like 3d printed houses yeah and i guess that you could get like a decent sized 3d printed house built Mm -hmm. for like 15 grand yeah you know i mean that's not counting like you know obviously running the electric all that kind of shit but I mean, think about that. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it goes back to what you said about those facades on, you know, pretty buildings. Mm-hmm. They got fake stone and a lot of glass. Mm-hmm. Great. They look beautiful. I totally yeah. agree. But is that necessary? Yeah. I mean, honestly, my house is small mm-hmm. and it just looks like another house. But for me... I don't even care about it looking as fancy mm-hmm. as it does. Like, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I'll live in a box yeah. as long as it's nice and functional on the inside and I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. If I can do it in a way that's you know, not going to hurt the environment as much, that's going to be something that isn't going to prevent further improvement for other people i'll do that shit i don't care you know what i mean it's like because and i remember we were talking about this before like during the campaign and i i i ruminated on it more after you had said this but that the idea of all of us here being able to get like to be able to build a homestead now mm-hmm. that's not you're right it's not possible yeah it's just I think not. most people don't want it either. They like the idea, but in practice, they don't. Yeah. In practice, it's a pain in the ass. It is. And having a nice neighbor, like, I sometimes, my friends who rent, it must be so nice to have a landlord to call when something breaks. Yeah. You know what? If my pipes freeze, I get to crawl under this place. If uh, I had a cat in my fucking HVAC system. Jesus. I, I must have an open something underneath. Well, I saw the kittens outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I'm like, fuck. You know, everything I, it's broken, yeah. I have to fix. Yeah. It must be nice to have a super to just fucking call. Fuck yeah. Call a guy, they throw money at it. Their problem, not mine. Yep. Oh. That's what, I mean, it, it's, we we were having troubles. Well, I think you. I told you that. We were having troubles with our our boiler and, you know, 
all this shit. And I love my house. But there's time because you know you're a homeowner too. Mm-hmm. There are times when things happen like that, and I thought to myself, Jesus, how nice would it be to be 17 again like my son? And I don't got to worry about <laughs> none of this fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, I just call a guy and that's it, you know. <laughs> but it's it's the realities of being an adult, mm-hmm. which you know, I mean, young at heart, I guess. Yeah. But it's uh, it's why I try to. My wife and I really try to impress upon our son. Just be a kid. Mm-hmm. Just be a kid. You know, we'll teach you things, how to conduct yourself, all that. But don't don't wish to grow up too fast. Right. Because when you hit that age, you're going to be like, holy fuck, this sucks. <laughs> it's not as much fun as I thought it was going to yeah. be. And my my mom told me that when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, and your kid will tell their kid that. Yep, and that's one. Th- that's one of the most things that. That's one of the things I'm most proud of is that we have created an environment for my son that he can actually enjoy that childhood, mm. and that's you know the biggest thing. That's a good place to end. Yeah. Yeah. We call this the Wandering Political Cup Podcast. <laughs> meandering. Uh, yeah, meandering. We'll actually release it one of these days. Mm.